0: Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Hey, contractors, welcome to Beyond the Tools. I'm sure many of you, all of you probably, are in the throes of cooling season, Things are hectic. Maybe you're pulling your hair out wondering, why am I doing this? If you feel that way, totally natural. But I hope today's episode provides a little bit of perspective and also a reminder of why you do the work that you do. Today's guest, Don Gullovich, opened Coastal Heat Pumps in Victoria, B.C. in 2011 with his wife, Joanne. And let me tell you, they were very intentional about the type of company that they wanted to run. It's family owned and operated. And what's really cool, a wonderful story that Don shares with us today is how they started to do work in an indigenous community that was very remote and having all kinds of challenges that we often don't think about and can take for granted. So if you're feeling a little frustrated today, I hope this episode is a breath of fresh air for you and really shows the true impact of your work and why it's so important. And Don just shares this lovely story with us about some of his experience. So let's get right to it. I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Don Gulovich of Coastal Heat Pumps. Don, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks,
1: Crystal. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So I love that Coastal Heat Pumps is a family business. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, our, our listeners always love to hear a backstory. So how did you guys get started
1: We got started uh, in Vancouver Island in 2005. Uh, We had a refrigeration company in Canmore, Alberta, and it was called Heat Cool Refrigeration. And we sold that business in 2002, I believe it was. And um, we moved from Canmore to Vancouver Island and we actually moved to Comox. And we took a couple of years off work and we just tried to come up with the perfect business for us. And being in the refrigeration trade, when we were in Canmore, we did everything from walk-in coolers and walk-in freezers and furnaces. We worked in ski at the ski hills, we worked at golf courses. And we such a variety of equipment and everything else. And we wanted, we we're very intentional when we we're starting up our business here. We wanted, we didn't want to be on call 24 hours a day and seven days a week and uh, with the refrigeration business, Christmas Eve, seven o'clock, if Safeway calls up. And, you know, they got some of their freezers going down. Guess where you're going? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So we wanted to have something a little bit more predictable, something a little bit more family life type thing and uh, something that we we would have a life ourselves a little bit more. So we just started to zero in on our trade. We I love our trade. And we just came in, basically, we, we zeroed in on our target market with a laser pointer, basically, mm-hmm. and said we want to do the residential HVAC. Heating, ventil, the residential industry, and we don't want to do anything else other than that. Now it's our target market. Uh, we don't want to do any walk-in coolers or freezers. We want to just be the specialist in that in that area. So that's that's what we zeroed in on, and um, it's worked out very well. It was a, a little bit of a dangerous move, but it's worked out very well. Somebody phones us and they want they want a walk-in cooler, walk-in freezer service. We just refer them to you know somebody else in our trade, and um, you know this is what we do. And our, all of our vehicles are stocked for the residential market, and all of our technicians and installers. That's what they know, and they know it very, very well.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love that you just kind of honed in on what it was that you wanted to do and really kind of dominate that space. Yeah,
1: we just wanted to be... You know, when when you think about heat pumps or you think about comfort in in the residential market here in Victoria, we just wanted you know when you when somebody said heat pumps, we just wanted people to know our name. You know, like these are the guys that specialize in it, and uh, it, it's worked out very well for us.
0: Amazing. So, when you started, was it just Joanne and yourself, or did you have a small team from the get-go? What did that? No, like? it was just Joanne and I.
1: Joanne looked after all the books and. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. I wanted to do something catchy for for our service vehicles. And uh, our first service vehicles, believe it or not, instead of driving around a big van, they were smart cars no way smart cars smart cars pulling trailers and we had three smart cars pulling three trailers and basically the trailer was was our service van you know that's where we kept all of our tools parts and components in there and it was so funny because one lady, uh, she said to me, she said, if those cars are so smart, why do you look so dumb driving? <laughs> <laughs> which was, which was hilarious. But you know, the funny thing is, is even back then you could have a 60 or $70,000 service van full of all your materials and everything else. And it was just another service van. But when you're driving around a little smart car, pulling a trailer, people stopped and at lights, they'd be taking pictures of it and stuff like that. It was, it was really cool. And, uh <laughs> It, it, it sure was economical, especially today when you know I'm not sure what your your price of fuel is there, but right now here today in Victoria, it's two dollars and twenty three cents a liter. and we're not doing the smart cars anymore. You know, were driving the vans, but uh our fuel bills are horrendous. Yeah, I miss the smart cars
0: i bet yeah (laughs) amazing what a way to get noticed
1: (laughs) yeah and you know like we've got green technology and that's what the heat pumps are is green technology and and we definitely were being green with the smart cars
0: yeah yeah so it started with you and joanne and what does your team look like now
1: Today we've got, uh, we're a team of 22 people, no, 24 people, I'm sorry. And we're, we're still looking to hire on more people, but it's 20, 24 people with Joanne and myself.
0: Amazing. That's super impressive.
1: And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of growth. And we got to a point about four years ago, we had to make a conscious decision, you know, do we want to cap it off at where we were or do we want to grow and we invited our two daughters to come with us to uh, Texas to a, a business boot camp. And we, Joanne and I were maxed, and you know, I guess you, I hate to say this now, but you know, I guess we're kind of old school when it comes to technology and whatnot. And our two daughters came, and they're both—one daughter, Lindsay, she was in the uh, spa industry, and our daughter Ashley was in the, in the um, uh, airline industry and uh, they came with us to the boot camp and it was like drinking business through a a fire hose like we were talking about different things like kpis and your break-even days and different things and joanne and i our heads are just going like you know but we decided we're going to grow the business and then as a result uh, our two daughters joined up with us and, and they're working with us today So it's, it's a neat family. uh, When I say dynamic, it, it's cool. But we're able to, when we get together outside of work, we're able to shut work off, you know, and be a family.
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: it's, it's really cool.
0: So how have you infused like those family values into the culture of the company or have you like, what does that look like?
1: Well, I guess, you know, right from day one, my core philosophy about business and with coastal heat pumps is I just want to treat our customers in the same way that I want to be treated. You know, like how would I expect to be treated in this situation? And I'm always asking myself that question. And, you know, it works. And, and and not only does it work with customers, but it works with uh, teammates and people like, you know, everybody around us as an employee. How would I like to be treated in this situation? Yeah. and And it's worked out very well, just having that one belief.
0: I love that. Yeah. And how has it been, I guess, now that your daughters are on your team?
1: Well, sometimes they sure get on my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all need uh, that sometimes, don't we?
1: And, and and I say that in good humor. They certainly aren't in the business uh, because they're the boss's daughter and they get any special treatment. To, you know, they're, they're working the business hard just like it was their own business. And they're really, you know, they care about it and they're making good calls and good judgment calls. And the other teammates... They all respect them and they realize that hey, they're they're here not just because of the boss's daughter. They're here because they know more about the business than the boss does. Yeah. You know, and and really and truly, it's not me, it's our whole team. Everybody plays a key key important role.
0: Mm. And they both work in operations for the business?
1: Yes. Yeah. Daughter, daughter Ashley is pretty well operations manager and Lindsay, daughter Lindsay is more HR type of capacity.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, that sounds amazing. And I know, you know, bringing those family values, that sense of community into a lot of the work that you do. Tell me a little bit about the work you've been doing in Bella Bella and what that is and how that all got started.
1: Yeah, you're hitting a soft spot there. (laughs) It was about six years ago, a gentleman by the name of Graham Anderson from EcoTrust he contacted me and he said, hey, uh, I need to learn a little bit more about heat pumps. And he said, I'm working on a First Nations project. And he said, I think heat pumps might be a really good application for them. And uh, he asked if he could come out and visit me. He was from Vancouver and get a little bit more information and whatnot. He's going to bring some building plans and stuff. So he came out and I took him onto an installation that we had just completed. And I showed him the home. He's seen the equipment. And uh, he showed me some of his the, the typical home plans and whatnot. And we just started working back and forth. And, you know, quite often a project like that, they never go anyplace. It's just you're sharing information. But this just kept on building and building and building. And probably we worked on it back and forth, Graham and I, for probably two or three years. And then all of a sudden, one day he says, okay, we can do a pilot project. And and it was 30 mini split units that we're going to be doing. So we went out and we installed 30 heat pumps. And it was uh, two fellows uh, and myself went out. And I think in seven days, we installed 30 heat pumps. Mm. And we were going gangbusters. And uh, part of the project that I wanted to do is the only access to Bella Bella is either by water or air. And if you if you go by water, uh, it's I believe it's a 12 hour ferry ride from Port McNeil into Bella Bella. So access is very, very hard and whatnot. And air freight, you know, when you go up by air, it's it's always a challenge for for commuting back and forth. So we we did that installation. And what I wanted to do with the, the First Nations community is I told them that we want their people to work with us. Mm -hmm. And we would like them to be a very big part of the installation. A, to teach them, you know, what the heat pumps are all about and what, what the project is all about. But at the end of the day, when we come back to Victoria, if there's ever a problem, I want them to be able to, you know, be our hands and eyes out there so that they can do some troubleshooting themselves. And that's been working out very well you know there when we go out to do an installation now they have three guys with us and they're a, a big part of the install uh we we all work together and even last winter uh there was a couple of times that uh they would phone up and say oh we have no heat in 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 such and such a house and you know we just walked through it with them and usually it was a dirty filter or something like that and with with the with this equipment it's some of the nicest on the market But if it's not maintained, they're going to have problems, you know, and it doesn't make sense for us to take an airplane from Victoria to go all the way up to Bella Bella and go out and service all these all these uh, systems. So we're trying to get them set up so that they can service their own equipment and look after the regular maintenance. A, It gives them, you know, a project and they can actually set up their own business doing it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it excites me, you know, to to get that community involvement like that.
0: Amazing. So, Bella Bella's, it's a First Nations community, obviously very remote. Mm-hmm. What was going on there before this pilot project? Like how were they heating and cooling their homes at that point?
1: Well, never cooling, (laughs) never cooling. But what they were doing is on our very first trip up there, we seen people that had their oven doors open and the oven was on. They had a fan in the kitchen blowing the heat around. They had stoves on. They had a lot of electric plug in the wall, electric heaters. There were some homes that had oil heat, expensive on the oil heat, just because all the oil's got to come in by barge. And we installed a heat pump for this lady last year. Uh, she was in her mid-80s. And when her fellows turned on their heat pump, she burst out into tears. And it was the first time in 20, I want to say 29, but it, uh, we'll just round it off and say 25 years. It was the first time that she had central heat in her home in 25 years. Incredible. And... I, I don't know, Crystal. It, it touches me because, you know, w- what we're doing there is we're, we're definitely improving their lives.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and, and it's so much more affordable for them to heat their homes. Uh, one lady, she said at the end of the winter, she had money left over in her BC Hydro account uh, because she had been paying on the budget program all the time. And she said, I could have danced a jig. You know, and because they have the heat and they have the air circulation in the house, you know, the allergies are down, you know, the mold is down. A lot of people, they were just, because electricity and oil is so expensive up there, what they would do is, I call it corralling the heat. They would say that we're not using this bedroom. So they'd put a big woolen blanket over that bedroom door and they'd shut the heat off to that room. Well, you go into that bedroom and, you know, the condensation on the bedroom, on the, on the window is just dripping. And then you look where the wall meets the ceiling and there's a ridge of black mold. Wow. So, you know, like I I just say, Hey, let's open this up, open this bedroom up. Let's get a little bit of heat in there. Let's get a little bit of air circulation. And it's a so much better for the home, but you know, it gets rid of that stuff. Yeah, you know, and this lady, she said, you know, my children's allergies are are gone, the sickness is gone. So yeah, it's pretty special. And what I really like to do is I really like to circulate our crews mm. uh, through there. I'll send two guys. Well, it, it it's a lot more involved than just sending a couple of guys up because we have got to coordinate our sheet metal with, you know, the installation. We have to coordinate our electricians and just the logistics of making sure that we get everything up. There's a big job, but I like our guys to rotate through. And I like each guy to have at least two trips up there. And it's not like just installing another heat pump. You come back with a real strong appreciation of helping change a community. Yeah. and improve and improve somebody's life live.
0: amazing and yeah. i want to dig into you know how your team has been affected by this but i am curious before that you know after your first trip like how did that change your perspective on your work um
1: that's a really interesting question it's I guess I guess a way of saying it is it's not like just installing a furnace in somebody's house and taking it for granted that, you know, they're going to be warm in the winter. You know, there's so much more that we can do in days of old. It was one box, you know, and we'll call it like a furnace being a box. It was one box in the center of your house. Now, with the heat pump, we can have many boxes in your house and and create different zones and everything else. And we can design it for your home, for your needs. And uh, it's not taking comfort for granted. Mm. You know, like like I'll, I'll, I'll say to people, like air conditioning, say, for instance, if, if you go to spend the night in a hotel and you're spending $200 for, for, your, for the night, if that air conditioning system isn't running, you're going to complain. Mm-hmm. You're going to let the manager know that your air conditioning wasn't working. Meanwhile, you know, on the other hand, people here in Victoria will spend a million dollars on a house without any air conditioning, and they'll be happy with it. Yeah. You know like comfort is becoming more and more more common and people are more interested in and in wanting to be comfortable
0: makes sense and so your teams as you rotate your crew through there like what are some of the things that they've shared with you about how it's impacted them
1: well they come back one of the one of our fellows connor he came back and there's a lot of dogs in bella bella and they run around all over the place and whatnot and he actually came back with a puppy and he named the puppy bella you know and uh so he's got a lifetime memory of bella bella right there just with his dog and a beautiful beautiful dog they're all lined up to go back on the next trip you know and everybody's like can i make the next trip and You know and they are developing friendships up there you know with some of the local people and whatnot like last year we installed 120 systems and this year we've got to do before the end of september another 120 so we're just going to rotate the guys through and, and everybody's looking forward to the next trip um they they realize they're not just installing another box they're they're helping people out
0: yeah and do you think that's brought you closer as a team
1: absolutely yeah, without question. You know, we'll sit there and we have um, uh, team meetings every every Tuesday morning. And, uh, you know, everybody uh, shares their experience from the week and whatnot. We talk about going up to the next next trip about Bella Bella. And it's really, you know, brought some jelly. And when the guys are going up to Bella Bella, they're, they're side by side 24-7. And everybody gets along great. And in the evenings, they'll be playing cards or whatever, right? Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, they, they they have a lot of fun.
0: Amazing. So tell me a little bit more about, I know you're talking about how you've gotten some of the locals involved and helped to set them up to be able to service the equipment. Tell me more about how that came about and how you train them, essentially.
1: Well, that is a work in progress. Yeah. You know, we're not totally there yet. You know, we're at the place now, uh, as we speak, that there's three or four guys that are very good at helping, helping and working by our sides, doing the regular every installation. The actual developing them and training them into the service end of it, uh, I would say it probably take about another six months, but we need dedicated people on their behalf so that we can work with them. We had a couple of guys last year that, that they did a bunch of servicing of, of units And with today's technology, Crystal, like, we'll never develop them into, we'll never train them into being a refrigeration mechanic, but we can definitely train them to be a heat pump technician. And we're working very hard in Bella Bella to keep all the equipment the same. So, you know, the same model numbers and everything else so that if we need any parts… It, they're all the same parts you know we don't have 10 different styles of units and we got you know i have have to have 100 different parts you know if we have one, one, one electronic board that one will that one board will work in 200 different units So we're trying to keep it very, very standard in that respect. And with today's technology, everybody's got a cell phone. And and if one of the guys, Harrison, or one of the guys up there has a problem, he's working on something, he's not sure, he can just FaceTime us, you know, And, and just a quick FaceTime call. And he knows all of our guys here. You know, he doesn't have to get a hold of me. He can get a hold of one of his buddies that work with us that he's worked with before. And he can say, hey, Connor, or hey, Mitch, and FaceTime, call him and say, this is what I've got. What do you think? And our guys will say, oh, you know, change the filter <laughs> or, or, you know, something like that, you know, and they'll walk him through. We have never had to make an emergency trip out to Bella Bella for a repair repair.
0: Do you see this as a model that other companies could do in other communities as well?
1: Uh, I would imagine so. You know, like it's logistically, there's a lot of work that has to go into putting it together and whatnot. But yeah, like I think it's a great model. It's certainly working with us for us.
0: Great. So, what does the future look like for? Coastal heat pumps in terms of work that you're doing in Bella Bella. Or-
1: well, I think probably next year that the majority of all the residences will all be converted to heat pumps. And uh, once we get to that place, then it'll just be maintenance and and make making sure that the local people can do the regular uh, maintenance on the equipment. And you know we'll be we'll be prepared to work with other First Nations communities. At the drop of the hat, you know, it, it, it's cool to be able to help out. And with, uh, you know, for coastal heat pumps ourselves, there's a big movement with the um, energy and and a, a focus on the d- using fossil fuels and reducing the consumption of, of fossil fuels for residential heating by thirty percent by the year twenty thirty. So. Fossil fuels aren't a renewable resources, where in here in British Columbia, hydro is, right? And we're blessed with some of the lowest hydro rates, believe it or not, in North America. And being a renewable resource, they want to decrease by 30% the consumption by 2030. And come the year 2030, you won't be able to buy a natural gas furnace. So the best alternative for us here is definitely without a question a heat pump.
0: Mm. So that's a a big shift in the market, which will obviously, you know, have a a very positive effect for companies like yours, but also, of course, for the environmental impact.
1: 100%. Yeah, 100%. And it's, you know, the same as what's going on in the automotive industry right now is the switch from the gasoline-powered engine to the electric car. Major shift.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I guess, Don, considering that you're a family-based business, you do all this incredible work in the community. How have you built the culture in your organization?
1: Oh, you know, I would have to really, you know, give a lot of credit to my daughters or to our daughters for that. I know I've got my values and my principles as far as uh, how to treat customers and how to treat everybody uh, and whatnot. But both, both of our daughters, they really, really care about everybody that work with us. And they're always coordinating different events you know, that uh, everybody takes part in, you know, Christmas time, we had, um, it wasn't just a Christmas party. Uh, it was at a, at a cidery, and we had a, a, a chef come in, and he came in, and everybody had their own workstations. And we cooked our own Christmas dinner for our Christmas banquet. And, and it was just a fun time. And there was another uh, event that we did last fall, And what we did, it was at at a ropes course and we spent the day on this way up in the air and on a ropes course going from tree to tree. And yeah, it was it was scary. But, you know, it was really team building. And the thing was, it was open to families like our employees, their, their spouse and their children. And after that, we went for a beer and a burger. And I looked around the room and I'm like, oh, my God, like there was a lot of us. You know, and it was just one of those aha moments to realize, you know, like, there's a real community here, you know, and that was that was touching. And this weekend, uh, we're, we're um, in the Victoria Day Parade on, on Monday. And so we're going to have a, we're going to have uh, all of our families in the parade and the little kids are going to be handing out candy and uh, freezies and whatnot and our four one of our uh granddaughters, she's four, and she goes, Grandpa, she says, do I have to give away the candy?
0: <laughs> Sweet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you bet you do.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I want to come to your next party. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Well, we're always looking for good people to work with
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. So, Don, you know, for any of our listeners who are also, you know, in heating and cooling or in the service industry, any last parting words of wisdom when it comes to community work or creating these sort of family values into their company?
1: Oh, everybody, you know, like like – why Why are we in business? We're in business because we want to make money. Why does anybody work with us? Because they want to make money. Why does anybody go to work? Is because they want to make money. Like, we have to earn money to survive and whatnot. But you know what? We can be very good at what we do, and we can have fun at doing it you know, we're all got that same common denominator, you know, that we're, we're here to make money. And, and let's just do the best job that we possibly can do. And let's have fun. And, and we tend to do that a lot around here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. Well, Don, if our listeners want to connect with you want to learn more about coastal heat pumps, what's the best way for them to discover more?
1: Uh, probably check us out on, on online and it's uh, www.coastalheatpumps.com. Perfect. And you can read about us and see who we are and whatnot. And uh, there's, I think there's some photos of our team. And uh, I think our team's grown since, since those photos. But uh, yeah, you can find out more about that. And then, you know, if you want to find out more about Coastal Heat Pumps from there, don't hesitate. Give us a shout.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Don. I really appreciate your time and being on the show.
1: Oh, thanks, Crystal. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who's ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.